2: Hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of Chargers Lately. I am your host, Michael Peterson, and today we've got another special episode, another player interview for you all, and today we've got newest Chargers fullback, former Louisiana Tech Bulldog, Bobby Holly. Now, he's been a fan favorite with Chargers fan base. Since he got signed, he plays an old school type of run through your face, smack you in the mouth football. He also happens to wear number 41 and you're going to get some vibes of Lorenzo Neal and he plays a game that you haven't seen since Leron McLean and the aforementioned Neal. So really excited about this chat. Great guy. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and throw this on over to my conversation with newest Chargers fullback Bobby Hawley. So let's just get this thing started uh you know like we were talking about earlier this uh there's this whole mess going on right now it's self-isolation it's self-quarantine we don't know what's going on and and uh i'm sure that must have been a whirlwind for you especially going through the whole process of getting signed and then you know getting the team stuff and trying to prepare for the, this huge step in your career so uh, just talk to us about what this process has kind of been like and how you're personally staying just physically and mentally for whenever this whole thing blows over
1: all right. It's I mean it's been hectic. I mean you never know when it's going to open back up. But uh, luckily I have some people in my town that's been supporting me a lot. So mm-hmm. I go to their houses. I use their gyms and I do my own little running around my neighborhoods. And I actually just finished up um doing some catching and stuff over in Ruston with J-Mar not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing as much as I can. I'm doing as much as I can.
2: I mean it sounds like a real you know it takes a village metaphor. Are you from a, a small town in Louisiana?
1: Yes, sir. Farmerville, Louisiana is small as small can get, but the people around here show mm-hmm. the most support.
2: Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of the best scenario, right? Everyone coming together and then, you know, helping the dream stay alive, right? Helping that, having that work out. That's, that's awesome to hear. That, that's really good. Um, so out of curiosity, prior to signing with the Chargers, how much contact did you have with them, if at all, before you actually signed?
1: Uh, I spoke to them once before they uh, called me after after the draft. So it was, mm-hmm. I only had one conversation with them before that, but I was just blessed to get that call afterwards.
2: When did they first talk to you? Was it um, kind of around when pro days were supposed to happen?
1: Yeah, it was uh, a week or so after we I did my private pro day down here in my town.
2: Okay, um, I haven't personally found anything from uh from that pro day are you able to share anything about what your 40 and and your some of your tests were
1: uh right now they had me clocked at like a four seven i jumped up a 25.5 in my vert but i mean like i said with the whole thing going on everything was pretty hectic so we didn't have the proper equipment that we needed wanted but i mean you have to do what you have to do with what you have so I mean, uh, I feel like I had a good day. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I got out and did what I needed to do, so.
2: No, that's good. That's definitely good. I mean, you're a big cat. You're sitting at 250 plus pounds at six one. I mean, that's, that's impressive uh, in its own right. And, and just talking about working out in, in general, I um, was listening to another interview you had, I think it was about three months ago, and, and it mentioned that you used to be a powerlifter. You used to dabble in that in, in high school. Um, talk to us right. a little bit about that and how you think that helped you be a better fullback and just overall better player uh, while you're at Louisiana Tech.
1: Oh, yeah. As soon as uh, – like once I, when I was in high school, um, as soon as the season was over, I hopped straight into powerlifting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that just helped you build up muscle, strength, uh, getting ready for the next season, really. So, um, with that, I mean, it helped me get in and take on some of those bigger guys because, I mean mm-hmm. – I'm not the biggest, but, you know, you have to play, you have to play that size. So uh, my powerlifting background, they helped me out so much. I can't even explain how much it helped me out on the field.
2: So I'm, uh, I'm interested in powerlifting as well. I, when I, when my playing career was done, I got into some powerlifting, some, some bodybuilding type stuff. So just, you know, out of curiosity, what was your favorite lift uh, to do out of them?
1: Uh, my favorite lift has to be the deadlift. I mean, that's Bro. when that's what everybody really goes to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. when it's just you and the bar. I mean, you load it up and you jerk it up off the ground. So, I mean, po- I mean the deadlift. That was my favorite lift. I loved it. I think the most um, I ever did.
2: Did you do uh, sumo or traditional?
1: I I mixed I mixed it up every now and mm-hmm. then with the heavier weights. I did. Uh, I usually do sumo, but like with the lighter weights, when I was doing like five hundred or so, I mm-hmm. would do just traditional.
2: What was your uh max on the deadlift?
1: Uh the most my coach ever let me do was uh 625, but 625. I mean whatever he put on the bar I was going to do it so it could have been 700 uh, I was able to pull it. I oh, I'm, I'm sure
2: times. it was a lot more than that. Yeah. So uh and then out of curiosity again, for your squat, were you a high bar or a low bar squatter?
1: I was more of a high bar squatter. High bar.
2: Yeah, I was too. I uh, I had buddies who did low bar, and I just thought it looked so weird. It, they just, I looked like it was gonna fall off your back, and you know, I felt okay. so much more secure. So, so that's fun. I'm glad you uh, indulge me on that. Um, and then, real quickly, I want to go back to to you in contact with the Chargers. the The first call that you had, excuse me, the second call, the one after the draft uh where they brought you in was there any talk about their expectations for you how maybe they saw you fitting into the offense at all just anything like that
1: uh the main thing is they wanted me to get out there and show my work on special teams that's they harp on that big special teams and the rest will come you know special teams play a big part of the of the game so I'm just looking to get in and get on any and every special team that I can Mm-hmm.
2: And special teams is a big deal when you look at, I mean, in general, the Chargers have had a lot of success with former undrafted players, right? Their their, their main running back now is Austin Eckler from a division two school. Uh two right. of their top five or so cornerbacks were Mike Davis and Brandon Faison, who were both undrafted players. Um and, and special teams is the one thing that Austin Eckler pointed to uh as like the thing that kind of kept him. You know, he had a good last preseason game as a rookie, but that was one of the things that he really focused on. Um so it's right. absolutely huge. And if you look at who the Chargers have lost this offseason. Derek Watt, who was, who's was who been their fullback, right? He was a big special teams guy. They lost Adrian Phillips, you know, who was a defensive back, played special teams, and another linebacker, Nick Zubner, uh, another special teams ace. Those were the three guys who led the team in tackles on special teams the last three years in a row. So they've got this big gap at special teams. So I'm not surprised that they would want to bring someone in and really focus on guys who are able to do that. So I applaud you on really focusing on um, that third phase of the game right Um, and how important that is it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win Um, so I like this question a lot, especially when you guys kind of are into it and describe it, you know, as much as possible, but what was your favorite play call at Louisiana tech?
1: Ah, oh, man, gosh, uh, ISO just going straight toward the linebackers. I love the ISO. I love to just fit the hole, fit the gap, open up the hole and then my running back hit it right off my butt.
2: So ISO now is that from just a, a standard I formation or do you have a favorite, like alignment as well?
1: Uh, we usually go out of a, like, we call it Richie and Linda. We'll go off mm-hmm. off the tackle,
2: mm-hmm. just
1: one by one from the tackle, and then just shuffle mm-hmm. in and do your business.
2: Right on. Yeah, and, I mean, that's – uh, it was good to see you have – I mean, you blocked and you did a lot of that stuff from a variety of alignments. I mean, you could be in the slot in, like, almost like a, a three-wide receiver look to one side, right? Or you'd be kind of in that B gap behind a tackle in between the guard and tackle. And, and just a ton of different stuff. And then you look at what the Chargers are expecting to, to maybe change about their offense is different looks like that. You know, when they had Derek Watts, when he was in, it was mostly just eye formation stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's such a classic thing in the NFL. And while it may still work, you've got to change things up. So being able to have good blockers set up, you know, connected tight ends, wing tight ends in the slot, that type of stuff. It all obviously does help a lot, you know, get defenses off track. And uh, off balance. So, um, love to hear that. And then, would you say that that um, on that iso play you just talked about that that alignment is your favorite, or was there just a specific alignment that you love to just block from in general, regardless of the play?
1: Uh, really? Uh, Richie and Linda, just being off off the tackle. That's mm-hmm. that's one of them I like the most because I mean, usually when we're running those, I'm taking on DNs, and I mean, mm-hmm. I just I like to just hit, but like to get in there and there's a point of contact. I mean, those, that, that has to be my favorite position.
2: Okay, for me. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like it a lot. Um, now, just thinking generally, you probably had a lot of good times at Louisiana Tech. Is there a memory that will probably stick with you for the rest of your life? Like your favorite memory, and this can be either on or off the field while you were at La Tech.
1: Uh, I'm kind of torn between two. It One, the first one has to be from uh, touchdown at LSU. Uh, I know mm. my whole town went crazy when they yeah. saw it. But uh, the other one, it would have to be uh when I scored against um Southern Miss because previously we hadn't beat them those guys in four years and mm-hmm. just to get that victory over them my last year it was it was amazing.
2: I mean, yeah, against LSU, I think I saw that one too, um, and that must have been a big deal. And obviously, seeing what LSU went on to do, right? Um, being able right. to say that you scored against them is is probably something yeah you're going to cherish for 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 quite a long time. Uh, yeah. Do you have any ideas of your dream jersey swap when you get to the NFL?
1: Uh I was actually talking um I was talking to um J. mar earlier and I told him I'm like, "Man, when we get in there, let's like, jersey swap." But I mean, that's just just cuz that's my guy, but my uh dream jersey swap would probably be Kittle. Uh I, I love Kittle. his style. Of, I love his style of play.
2: So it's really funny that you, uh, you said him because Kittle's actually a friend of mine and we went to Iowa together um, years ago. And I've got a hilarious story that involves a couple uh, other NFL linebackers, Christian Kirksey and, and Anthony Hitchens and some of those guys who played at Iowa as well. He's a great dude. And, and I think, you know, I don't know if, if his success in the NFL is terribly surprising. If you look at what he did at Iowa, like receiving wise, you're like, wow, for him to come out and break these records. But, uh, you know, I've known Kittle for a long time and 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 the work he puts in and how he attacks every single day with almost like this childlike, you know, wonder and excitement every day. He's just, he is, he's like a kid out there on the field, man, having a heck of a time and you know, I'm not surprised because he's been successful and, and not even as just a receiver as a blocker, right. It's, right. he's about as complete as it gets. So yeah, that's good, man. I really like hearing that. Uh, um, this is another fun one that if you get really into or at least trying to explain it to yourself and, and decide, uh, I love this question, but uh, would you rather score a pancake block, drive someone into the dirt, embarrass them that way, or would you like to catch one of those short touchdown passes?
1: Uh, I have to go with the pancake. I love yeah. – I mean, I love scoring, I love, I love getting points, but I, I'm, I'm a physical player and I love just dominating the guy across from me.
2: Yeah, I think that's the right answer as well. Um, you know, my short career, I was a, I was a H-back, tight end fullback for a, a mid-major program, and there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And I think one of my favorite phrases from uh, an old coach was, there's no greater feeling than moving a man from point A to point B against his will and him not being able to do anything about it. It's, it's, it's a special feeling. And only, you know, fullbacks and mainly blockers and stuff like that, they're the only ones you get to experience that sensation i mean Mm -hmm. it's 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 something special and and i get this segues into to my final question but i think it's a big one and that's uh you were lucky enough to get the number 41 for the chargers and probably the most popular number 41 in chargers history is lorenzo Neal, you know another really good legendary fullback and he was great at his job and it's how he went about every day as well i mean i think some of the best videos to watch are when Lorenzo Neal was mic'd up and you heard him right. chirping on the field, talking to his teammates and just how he attacked every single game, every single play, um, and the, just the mentality that he brought. And he played a big role in LaDainian Tomlinson's 06 season that saw him right. break you know, the, the rushing uh, touchdown record and all that. So just – I'm sure you're aware of all of that. What does it mean to, to essentially wear that number and have um, people looking at you and thinking, man, like, you know, it's a lot to live up to, um just how does that motivate you going forward
1: oh it's a blessing man like when i i actually talked to a couple of guys i'm like oh man i i hope i get number 41 i'm i I'm, I'm, hoping i get it and it's like oh, i don't know man you know this lorenzo neal's number i'm like uh-huh. i don't know man but i mean it'll be a blessing i mean when i found out that i was gonna get it um i just i just was engulfed in joy i mean mm-hmm. i'm gonna wear it with pride i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best to live up to that name and um try to make it a name of my my own because, I mean, Mm I'm going to come with that same physical style of play and I'm just ready to get after it.
2: And, I mean, if everything works out, right, there's going to be probably a lot of Chargers fans that will already have a 41 jersey
1: that they can
2: wear wear on game day, right? You know, just slap on a new piece of tape and and call it a day. And, uh, you know, that was my final question, but I just thought of another one, and I think this might be fun as well. But we talked about what your dream jersey swap and some of these other ideal things – Who's your dream pancake block? Who would you love to put in the dirt in the NFL?
1: Ah, uh, gosh. Um, well, he's, he probably won't like this, but it would be my guy, <laughs> Jalen Ferguson. Uh, we used to go at oh, yeah? edit, practice all day, every day, mm-hmm. and it would be, be amazing to do it. I will get up and laugh about it, but uh, mm-hmm. it'll be amazing to do it.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Um, if you had to guess a guy, or say a guy who wasn't, you know, a teammate and have that connection, is there just someone that you look up to and understand that he's, you know, one of the best players in the NFL? That if you were to to pancake block him, that it would probably be a highlight moment.
1: Uh, Von Miller, Von I've Miller? watched his style. I've watched his style of play, and this is mm-hmm. I mean, he's go getter. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see that in his play. So, I mean, for me to do that, that would be that would be amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, if, if everything works out right, you get, you get twice a year to to try and make that dream happen. And, uh, that's amazing. I think that's a really good choice if we're being totally honest. Uh, Bobby, I really appreciate you, uh, again, carving out the time and, and speaking to me today. This was a lot of fun, man. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about here. And, uh, if anything, I just hope you're as excited as, as the rest of the fan base are when, you know, when they slap on your film and, and see what the type of player you are. So, uh, Honestly, I just want to wish you the best of luck. And, and again, just really
1: appreciate you talking to me today. Oh, no problem, man. I really appreciate it. So that was
2: my conversation with newest Chargers fullback Bobby Hawley. Again, really hope you guys enjoyed that one. It was a phenomenal conversation. Phenomenal guy. Best of luck to him in trying to make this team. Now, uh, that is the end of today's show. Really appreciate you guys listening in once again. Wherever you guys get your podcast from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Appreciate the five-star reviews. Appreciate the comments. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter as well, at Zonetracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. And if you guys haven't stopped over in quite some time, go on over to BoltsFromTheBlue.com. That is where I am, the lead editorial voice for SB Nation for the Chargers. I always appreciate all the love you guys show me over there as well. But like I said before, this has been Michael Peterson with Chargers Lately. Talk to you guys soon.